Welcome back to Coin and Neon Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee, filling in for Tom Brown. And today we are talking about the importance of preserving the sanctity of human life and those who play a significant role in their communities. My next guest is Christina Curso. Christina Curso serves as Executive Director of First Way Pregnancy Center in Phoenix. She joined First Way's team as its Executive Director in August of 2012. She has worked as a lobbyist on Capitol Hill as a youth minister and Executive Director for Catholic Athletes for Christ. I recently visited Christine at her pregnancy center, and I will tell you, she brings to her team at First Way a wealth of leadership experience and a sincere love for her work and mission at the center and for her role as a wife and mother. Christine and her husband, Aaron, are the parents to three children while also recognizing their other five children that were lost to miscarriages. Christine, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I was so impressed when I had the opportunity to tour First Way Pregnancy Center, and I have watched your wonderful work in helping vulnerable women who have just learned they are expecting a baby, and one of the first places they turn to is your pregnancy center. That's right. Would you tell us about your pregnancy center as well as what other pregnancy centers around the state do? Sure. Pregnancy centers are often an added layer of support for women in crisis pregnancy. Since the breakdown of the family as well as legalization of abortion, there's that added layer of support that's needed for a woman who finds herself in an unplanned pregnancy. And for First Way, we uh, predate Roe versus Wade by about six months. So we've been around 43 years, and all of our services for 43 years have been free. And we offer free pregnancy tests, 3D, 4D ultrasounds, options counseling with the peer counselor, uh, weekly education classes, material support such as diapers and clothing and baby supplies, as well as community referrals. And three years ago, we began a men's program serving the fathers of the babies with peer counseling and education as well. And how many uh, individuals generally do you serve in your center who walk through your doors? We serve about 430 women every month. And at this point, we're at about 80 men every month. Wow, so that's a lot. Fantastic. We're very, very busy. And you're in the greater Phoenix area. How many pregnancy centers are there in Arizona? Approximately 42. Good-hearted people are popping them up all over the place, and so it's really wonderful to see the expansion of them. We have a very strong, united pro-life movement here in Arizona. That's fantastic. One of my favorite um, places to visit when you gave me your tour in your center was the wonderful uh, closet where oh, you yes. store all of the, the baby supplies. And, um, you know, I was just fascinated because you were sharing with me that in the bins that you had in this closet, that really moves very quickly in and out. Tell me about how people can donate for your pregnancy center. Absolutely. Clients can remain a client until baby turns one years old. So you can imagine when they're coming to our classes for almost two years, a little under two years, they're constantly in need. Of course, 430 women a month is a lot. And so we tie our material support to our education classes. They come to a 45-minute class, and they get to go home with a, a package of support. If we didn't receive another donation today, our closet would be empty in about six to six and amazing, a half weeks. Amazing, amazing. And so they could they could certainly contact your center or other Absolutely. crisis pregnancy centers around the state and Absolutely. drop off that donation. I encourage people to find the one closest to them. And then if they don't right. know where that is, you know, you definitely can call us and we will ask or you can donate to us. Excellent. 
Would you tell us a little bit about the programs that you have? I know one of the most moving um, programs that you have in your center is that 3D imaging, 3 mm-hmm. and 4D imaging of the ultrasound program. Right. What is that? What do you do there and, and how does that work for your uh, the people that come through your doors? Sure. Our particular service is uh, under a licensed medical director, Dr. William Shavira, who's an OBGYN here in the Valley. And it's very limited. So we're looking for three things. We're looking for a heartbeat of a baby to see if the baby's growing where he or she should be in the uterus and for dating to see how, how far along the woman is. Those are the three things that we're looking for in our limited ultrasound. We're very blessed to have two Voluson E8 machines, which is the leading um, ultrasound technology in women's healthcare in the world. And so when a woman it comes to our center and she receives this free service, it's a huge gift to her for one of two reasons. One, because she gets to meet her baby. It's a window to the womb is a window to the truth. And two, because it's required, thanks to many people like you. (laughs) Well, that's fantastic. And and so when when they do have this ultrasound program, there is free. Absolutely free, yes. And and it is not just done by a technician. Mm -hmm. When I went to your your center, you had an actual nurse who was all of our... Everyone who does ultrasound at our center is a registered nurse. Um, we have one LPN. She's been a, with us for 20 years. Um, she predates her ultrasound program. But we ask for uh, volunteers to come in that are, who are registered nurses, looking at the whole person, not just what's happening on the, mm-hmm. on the screen. And how have you seen the ultrasound program benefit women? Oh, my goodness. It really has been benefited a lot of women and the fathers. I would say the men as well. Mm-hmm. The number one way, I would say, is because the reality hits them. Um, coupled with our peer counseling, where we start to help them open their heart to see who, not what, is in their womb, yes. then they can start looking towards what their decision is and what are, what are their choices. So when they look at the screen, you have a range of different emotions that are coming through their through their uh, eyes, usually. Sure. A lot of tears as yes, well. Yes. So one particular woman, if I could tell a little story. Oh, please tell okay. the story. One particular woman came to us really in a crisis. You know, she had absolutely no support. She was really seeking a lot of information on abortion. Um, we gave her information on abortion, not referring or not encouraging it, but just information so she would be made aware, as well as adoption and parenting. And as we had this long conversation, um, we I asked her if she had time to do the ultrasound right then, and of course she did. She was very afraid with the chemicals that she was putting into her body that her baby was going to have birth defects of some sort. Mm -hmm. She just was afraid it was going to be an abnormal baby, and that's why she wanted to have an abortion. And so we took her in for the ultrasound, and as we got to talking with her, she she got more and more nervous. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, she sees the baby on the screen. We can see a heartbeat. We can see the baby moving around. But the baby started jolting a little bit. And every few seconds, like every, you know, it was pretty regular. And she said, see, I know that my baby has a birth defect. This is horrible. I have got to get rid of this baby. And the nurse asked her what, what she was talking about, that her baby had the hiccups. Oh, And really? we all yes, smiled. Yes, and she yes. took a big breath of fresh air and said, the hiccups? And went on to tell us how her father has hiccups all the time <laughs> and all these stories about her father. So it was through the ultrasound that she can see what she feared was an abnormality, which actually was the hiccups. And of course, our nurse was guessing that because she gets to see hiccups all the time. We're not a diagnostic clinic, but it it was very clear when we have the hiccups. We all know what that's like. And she immediately connected with the image on that screen. The bonding process then began. And so that's the second beauty 
a beautiful part, the beauty we see in the ultrasound program. It's not just seeing life. The bonding process of mother and child mm-hmm. or father and child begins. Amazing. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Coin and Neon Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm Arizona State Senator Kimberly Yee filling in for Tom Brown. And we're talking with Christina Curso, Executive Director of First Way Pregnancy Center in Phoenix. You had mentioned that you also have a men's program. Can you share with us um, what that um, entails and and how many men do you see? Sure. So our men's program has grown. We only started it three years ago and we were starting to educate the men who were already in our lobby on the sidewalk sitting in the car waiting for her to be done with her pregnancy test. We went out to them and started talking with them. And I don't mean me, I mean the male volunteers that we had. So man to man, that approach began in relationship, very much the way that Jesus did it in the Gospels, Mm -hmm. building in relationship. And so as they began to talk and uh, listen, really listening is a form of loving and trying to guide them to see the picture of this child and their family. Because, you know, the most important cell of society is the family. And as goes the family, there goes our country and there goes the world. So we really decided it was worth uh, jumping into serving the men. And so we have peer counseling, man-to-man, one-on-one, every man who walks through the door. And we have seen huge growth in the development of families and relationships. You know, a lot of people think you're never going to get them to talk to you. You're never going to get them to choose life. But most of the men who are walking through our door are not very focused on abortion. They're really just apathetic to their role in the relationship and their role in their family. And so once you open that man's heart to talk, once his heart opens and you begin to talk to him, you begin to really get somewhere. So every human being that walks through our door, we treat not as a friend of Jesus, but Jesus himself. Because mm-hmm. we know in Matthew chapter five, he told, 25, he told us, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do to me. So that man who walks in our door, we will treat him with respect as well as the women. We see a dignity in him, and we call that out in him. And as we're sharing with him, you know, what the options are, just like we do with women, his heart starts to open, to, and a leader usually emerges. Amazing. It's amazing. Beautiful story. Have you seen the ultrasound law have a, a real effect on the clients that your center serves And have you seen a change in the statistics that you collect uh, in the choices that they're making for their family planning? We do. A lot of times um, the biggest, I would say the biggest benefit is the fact that it's free. Women need, who even who are seeking abortion, um, need to actually usually pay for that ultrasound before they have their abortion. So they end up coming to us and to other pregnancy centers where it's free. And getting that option for free helps them build the freedom around their choice. Because if you don't share this choice of them, of the abortion, adoption, or parenting in freedom, and you shove it down their throat, they're not going to do it anyways because it's not in their heart. And so ultrasound has really had the opportunity to open people's hearts and their minds, as long as it's done without pressure, to be able to really see what's going on. Um, I will tell you, we have had women, that, and, and every pregnancy center has, where they decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and choose abortion. They tell us stories that I don't know how you know they would choose anything otherwise. It's not about just changing their minds, although we try really hard to open their hearts. And we've had twice since I've been the director, women on the table at an abortion clinic, remembering the image they saw mm. at our center, jump off the table, wow. call us or run back in the center. Statistically, I would say 
most of the statistics we have seen since the, since the law has gone into effect is a lot more people are choosing life. And I think that's honestly because they're looking at the truth, which is a child and not a blob of tissue. That's absolutely right. Now, when you are sharing these stories, you know, and, and I know that you have wonderful staff and, and a set of uh, medical team, you know, at, at your center. What is the greatest memory that you could share with us? You know, a story that, that really touched your heart and, and really resonated with you and your work and your mission there. I think the one that comes to mind the most is when I pulled into a Circle K to get gas. And I hadn't seen a client that I had counseled in a long time. And as I was walking up, she came and gave me a hug. And she was a very abortion-minded. And then she introduced me to her daughter, who is also now named Christine. Amazing. (laughs) That's a beautiful story. Thank you so much, Christine, for your life's work to protect and preserve the family. You have a special gift, and you are the light to the community you serve. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you. It was an honor to be here.